Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. That's that crack music, nigga. That real black music, nigga. Ronald Reagan cooked up an answer You hear that? Well, Gil Scott was hearing When I hear Rosa heroin's got clipped on heroin Crack raised the murder rate in D.C. and Maryland We invested in that, it's like we got Merrill Lynch And we've been hanging from the same tree ever since Sometimes I feel the music is the only medicine So we cook it, cut it, measure it, bag it, sell it The fiends cop it, nowadays they can't tell it That's that good shit, we ain't sure, man Put the CD on your tongue, yeah, that's pure, man. That's that crack music, nigga. That real black music, nigga. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. I'm your host, Jerry Lawrence. That was Kanye West, crack music. Shout out to everybody who misses the old Kanye. We're going to get right into it. I hope you all watch that genius documentary. I think it is. Well, we'll get to how I feel about it. I'm going to call D'Angelo right now because what better person to talk to than someone from Chicago about yeah. Kanye West. D'Angelo Fletcher is in the building. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I was just saying um, I started this show out with crack music off the late registration album you know kanye west featuring game yeah and i said what better way to start the show off first with some old kanye but also with calling someone who is from chicago to discuss this genius documentary and my apologies for the late call i know it was supposed to be a little earlier ran into some technical difficulties that's what happens when you use a free version of um of recording yeah. software this exactly uh audacity <laughs> But wait a minute, you got the board though. Why don't you record straight to the board? Um I don't know how to do all that yet. Oh. Okay. I like Audacity because I can edit it's like I like to edit. Uh, I'll edit out a lot of like, you know, pauses and stuff. I don't know what I can do. I think the board is just straight recording. Yeah. But I've never even tried that. I know you can do it, but the memory is not there's not a lot of memory on there either. Yeah, so you get an SD card. You'd be all right. That's true. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll figure that part out. But I I know you watched Genius. I texted you last week about watching it. It's it was a must watch to me. So yeah, wanted to get you on here to talk about it, get All your right. opinions on everything, and All let's right. just get right to it. Let's start off with initial thoughts after watching it. Like, what was your initial thought? What was the first thing you thought after you saw it? Episodes one through three, because there are three episodes. So my initial thought was, you know, because I've been involved in this music grind for a while now, and I knew I've known a lot of that uh, Kanye West story. But when you can see how much like the they didn't want to give him opportunity, uh, how like he was going into uh, Rockefeller office and they were just ignoring him, so to say, it looked like they were just like, all right, whatever, kid, take your demo over there. I, you know, just seeing it as the part that shocked me because, I mean, I knew that they were passing on him, but I didn't know it was that bad. They're actually, I heard they were kind of denying it. They're like, well, 
it portrayed us in a different light because he actually was coming in there like every week and playing it. So we had heard it so many times. So they were saying the reactions you saw was because they've heard those songs millions of times, but still, how do you hear all falls down that many times and not sign right. him already? Yeah. yeah. That didn't make it any better. If you heard it that many times, why he still had to come every week? What happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. Uh, my initial thought after watching it was, wow, that's, that was it. <laughs> But the way I, the reason I said wow is because to me, the first two episodes were so powerful, were, were so strong. And then that last episode to me was so sad. So my initial thought afterwards was like, wow, I just watched the rise and fall of Kanye West. You think it's a fall? I think he's elevated since his mother's death. That third episode didn't feel like a fall to you? I mean, it, it looks like a. It, it looks like he from sorrow has grown harder. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. Cause there is a lot I want to talk about in that third episode. It just was very depressing to watch the erratic behavior. Um, he was in the van and his friend Cootie, there was times where Cootie turned the camera off because he was like, I don't even want to record my friend looking like this. And to me, it was just sad, but you're saying you saw evolution. I need yeah, that. I mean, it's, I don't feel like his behavior was unexpected, right? If, if through the whole first two uh, episodes, you get to see how truly important like everybody said their mama's important, but this you got to see how important his mother was to him. And literally, when she died, he had nobody left, right? So, mm -hmm. was his behavior crazy? Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy, but. Would you expect anything different if your whole world crashed? You know what I mean? No, like, I understand it, but to me, like, the first two episodes, I felt like I got him. I was like, I understand, Kanye. Like, this guy is really a genius. And then everything made sense to me. And then when I watched that third episode, it, fe it felt like he unraveled. And I'm going to tell you, what the probably the toughest part for me to watch was when he, they were in the Dominican Republic. I don't know if you remember, they were at that house. And he was yeah. talking to those those developers or whoever those two guys were. And he's rambling. He's not making any sense. They're kind of laughing at his jokes, just trying to, you know, make it seem like they're cool with him and everything, which I didn't like either. Because you could tell, like, they probably weren't even, they probably would, probably the type of people that probably made fun of him later, but will laugh in your face like they're, they're friends <laughs> and stuff. And that yeah, part, and when too, he makes them a few hundred million, they cool again, right? Yeah, but That's he just people do. he didn't make any sense in that conversation. And to me, that was like when I was starting to see, OK, there really is something going on going on here. And he kept talking about I'm bipolar. I haven't taken my medication, but I was hooked on it. It was just a lot of different things. And I was talking to one of my friends about it. And my friend was like, he thinks the way Kanye was acting was because the medication probably made him worse. He probably got addicted to it. And it made him worse. And then when he stopped taking it, he was so dependent on it that he just was not in his right mind. But my yeah, friend I mean, thinks the medication might have ruined him. Like he might have been better off not even doing it from the beginning. Well, how do you think it's ruined? Kanye is one of the wealthiest African American men in the country. Why is that ruined? I'm just talking about mentally. Mentally, I don't know. Like your brain is such an important thing, a powerful thing. And it's like once the brain starts being altered, I don't know if you can get back. To normalcy so that's the whole point of this whole docuseries is that 
Kanye's whole thing is that what people consider normal is not necessarily the right way of doing things. And I get it. And I was with him the first two episodes. I'm telling you, I was with him. I saw the vision and everything. But that third episode, it just seemed like he started to unravel. And I said, you know what? Maybe maybe he's not the genius that he wants us to believe. But nah, I disagree. I'm going to tell you case in point. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, to me, especially when he had that episode in New York running off the field and everything, and everybody says mental health, mental health. I was kind of believing that narrative, like, hey, this guy has something going on, all these things he's been involved in. But then I watched his interview with the Pivot podcast. I don't know if you've watched the Pivot. It's a new podcast with Shannon Crowder, Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark. They broke off from I Am Athlete, which was Brandon Marshall's podcast. Right. They had Antonio Brown on their recent episodes. Right. And when I tell you this is the best Antonio Brown interview I've seen so far, because I've seen many interviews since all this stuff has happened. See, that's another dude. So they made you feel like he was crazy in the media. But I'm but saying, when, yes. When he's I, not crazy. But when I watched this interview, I said, no, this guy, I don't see the mental health stuff. He's in his right mind. But the difference yeah. between this and the Kanye is when Kanye, when I didn't think Kanye was in his right mind, was in a place when he should have been protected. Like he's around people who know him. It's not a way to twist it. The guy was letting him narrate his whole story and he was just, kind of going off the rails and that's why i was like all right he's not in control of his thoughts at that moment sure i mean i understand like i said if a, a person that's grieving would do all kinds of things but i cannot say that he has lost anything because of it no lost no no he's financially he's probably better than he's ever been like he's still making a lot of money he's still very popular but <laughs> i'm just saying personality the way i'm looking at him I saw a difference from the beginning of that doc sure. to the end. And yes, he lost his mother and we can talk about that. That was a huge, huge loss as yes. it would be for anybody. Yes. But the relationship that he had between him and his mother was just very special. It was shown throughout the documentary. And I'm gonna tell yeah. you when I watched that first episode and I saw like them first showing his mother on there, I got sad because it was one of those things where I knew what was, what was coming later. Sure. Yeah. And watching all those happy moments, man, it was just hard for me to even watch because it's like, man, I know what this is going to do later. I know what's going to happen. I know how this is going to destroy him. I think more importantly than the happy moments when they showed in the first couple episodes is that you get to see that she was the 100% center of all of his guidance. Absolutely. She, the only one who can control him. Right. So when she was gone, he had zero guidance. He said that, know what, the Young Jeezy song, I put on for my city, so I lost the only girl in the world that knows me best. Yeah. I wonder, like, what do you, where do you think he would be at right now, mentally, if his mother was still here? Do you think we would see these bouts of maybe what they call bipolar? I don't know if, if it's real or not that he is bipolar, but do you think we would see the erratic behavior, or would he be a little more grounded? You know, I think he... I think he might be slightly more grounded, but if that were the case, I don't think he'd be where he is. Yeah, that's that's I have an interesting question actually about that. But I also want to say, do you think the fame is what like went to his head? Like even if his mother was still here, he got famous and he changed. And we saw Absolutely. that we saw that when there was like a six, what, seven year gap between him and Cootie even being around each other, him re being recorded. 
You know what? I also think it's one of them things that's like moving from East Coast to Los Angeles. Who was that? There was somebody else that was talking about. Cali changes of, you, man. Something about Los Angeles and being in the light is yeah. definitely affecting people's mental. They say like that's like things that happen like Martin Lawrence, so to say. You know, what I mean, oh, yeah, the same, I forgot same, about that. The same same type of issue is that you know these dudes aren't crazy. They were at the height of their success, and all of a sudden things just happen to go wrong. Martin rebounded very well from that incident <laughs> of him in the street because I completely forgot about that. That was, I mean, wow, I forgot all about that. And then, yeah, they said he was crazy for a while after that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Los Angeles does that for some reason. Have you ever been there? I've never been. I was really little. I was only there for like a family reunion. I was maybe eight or nine years old, something like that. But I would love to talk to somebody who lives there. Actually, my friend Dominique is there right now on like a travel nurse thing. I'm going to have to ask her if it feels different being out there on your mental. I mean, he's... He's out there as a superstar as well, and then make that matters worse. He's involved with the Kardashians. Like they didn't really show much Kardashian stuff in this movie. I wonder if they, if Kim had that like xed out. Like, nah, y'all ain't getting us on there for free. Um, I, I don't know. And I, then they got like a, the Kardashians are on Hulu now, so this was Netflix, so maybe they weren't allowed contractually because they show the kids a little bit are shown on the third episode. Yeah. Well, actually, just North. I think they just focus more on his professional life as more than in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's interesting like you said, like California and Los Angeles, because when we see him first go out there to record the album, after um Dame and them kind of like hate on him, he has to go out to uh Cali and get himself together, and that's when he gets in the car accident and everything. But when he first gets out there, he looks so humble. You know, he's in the diner eating with his friends, recording, telling people how he's going to be famous soon. And right, at right. the dentist, telling him, I'm recording for my documentary. The dentist is like, you can't do that. He's like, nah, I'm doing it. Like, it was just a hungrier Kanye yeah. in, in, the, in the early stages, man. It was just great to watch, to see that yeah. grind. Um, and then the car accident. Do you yeah. think the car accident helped or hurt his career? It by far helped him. Okay. I was going to say the same thing too, but I mean, you couldn't also say it hurt because it put him on the shelf a little longer where Rockefeller wasn't really rocking with him. No pun intended. Like, but they weren't you know, really, um, I think, yeah, I think it definitely, it would have hurt is that it slowed down his momentum. Cause at that time he was the top of the charts production wise. He was, but he didn't, it, he didn't have that smash yet. Uh, he did. H to the Izzo was on. No, no, I'm talking about his song. No, his music wasn't out, but no, no, but he uh, had the one song, um, "All Falls Down." He had "All Falls Down." Uh, I don't think so because yeah. he did. He did through the wire. No, remember he, he went was... in Rockefeller office and played "All Falls Down." Oh, that was the one they didn't really react to. That's right. But through the I mean, wire, of course, doesn't happen without the accident. So yes, right. Without that, we don't get through the wire, which is kind of what jump started him in the public eye. Yeah. I remember the first song I really heard from him on the mixtapes was through the wire where he had the jaw shut and all that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You keep saying when it all falls down, that wasn't out to the album. No, but I'm saying that song, he already had a, a hit in his pocket. Like we didn't, uh, it wasn't out on the radio, but he had one. But I'm saying the song that he recorded that really. I think he had Jesus Walks. Yeah, yeah, he had that too. But for some reason, yeah, I'm, I wonder why he didn't release those first. Did he just know he wanted those to come out later? They were going to be. Bigger, because, I mean, Through the Wire. Through the Wire was the first release, yeah. And then Slow Jams, I think, was second. I think at that time period, record 
record labels just didn't let go of music like they do now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what do you think about Rockus, man, and how Rockus like hated on him? Like the but I gotta give it up to the guy, uh, the A and R Rockus. He was he believed in Kanye before anybody. I think that was an R at Columbia. Was it Columbia? I thought it was Rockus. That's Columbia. Oh, whoever he was, he believed in him, and I'm sure that guy feels like, man, I had freaking Michael Jordan here, and nobody would listen. Right. Well, yeah. Columbia passed, like they all passed, but I just thought about Rockus Underground Hip Hop label. Are they even around anymore? Uh, you know, I think they are still around, but the question I'm asking basically is where would they have been if they had signed Kanye? Are they up there with like a Def Jam? Are they like one of the biggest names at that point? I don't even think their business was big enough to handle a star like Kanye. I don't think so either, but it's just fun to think about like, wow, would they have promoted him? Right. Would they have used them? Right. I think Rockefeller Mm. was the best landing spot for him it worked out but we got we got to talk about something with this rockefeller thing this man was at the hotel playing them his music i don't know if you remember when he came back from california yeah dame walks in yeah tell me why they were oh really like with a straight face they're trying to push young steph over kanye (laughs) bro you can't tell me rockefeller believed in him when they're trying to push Young Steph over him. Nah, they didn't believe. When I saw that and they had her performing like that was the hottest song ever in that hotel, and they're just shitting on Kanye, I was like, man, y'all yeah, got then, so lucky that you still got to keep him. Right, and then when he put his record in, Dame was like, all right, we gotta go. <laughs> right, like Dame. For as much credit as they give Dame for signing Kanye, man, Dame was hating on him a lot in the beginning. Yeah, and. Like, let's take a moment, though, just to give Kanye his props because he legit changed the landscape of hip hop. He, he took it from gangster rap, hardcore image, to making it cool to be yourself, to be a little goofy, not accepted, a little nerdy, like backpack rap. Like, he brought all that to the forefront. And without Kanye West, who <laughs> knows where we are right now in hip hop? It's you know, probably still shootouts all, all on the radio and gangster and all that without him. Yeah. You know, what else I thought was very important is the fact that he was clear to distinguish the people. He said, listen, I am not a producer rapper. I want to be part of the best rappers. He said, that's like saying I'm the best female rapper. Like, I don't want to be categorized. Yeah, he said that to Big Face Gary because Big Face Gary was kind of like, he was like, oh, this is the best rapper producer. Yeah. And even Pharrell said it in the beginning. But when Pharrell heard, um, I forgot which song he played for, for Pharrell. Was it through the wire? I think it was through the wire. Yeah, it was because he's in the video. The yeah. So when Pharrell hears that, he's like, nah, man, you're like legit, like as a rapper. He said, I did not know. Yes, exactly. And I remember that in the video, like that Pharrell clip that was in the video. Uh, but let's take it back a little bit to Kanye's grind. Because you being from Chicago, I want to ask you and get your like thoughts on like what it was like for him coming up. Were you aware of who he was before he went to New York? No, I wasn't. But at the time that Kanye was coming up, I was away at school, so... Nobody was hitting you up on the phone like, yo, this guy from the shy, he's coming out. He's coming, bro. Watch out. You know, really, nobody really was thinking about Chicago except for Twister. And then also at the time, we had... What, crucial uh, Conflict. Crucial Conflict. Like, they don't get enough respect. So, you know... Kanye's oh, Common, too. Common. Com- well, Common has always been big. 
but you know Kanye, I didn't didn't know until the till the the beef battles with Just Blaze. So you didn't know when Doug Infinite was on the radio taking shots at Kanye. Nah, I wasn't around at that time. So that was new was, to you when you watched the doc. You were like, "Wow, yeah. look at this Chicago history." What was your opinion on that? Did you think? Do you think it was like manufactured? Do you think Doug Infinite really had a point, like, or was he just reaching? He was reaching for sure. And I'm, I mean, go ahead. At go that ahead. time, at that time, Kanye was really humble. You know, he was just trying to get on. But you know, he was known as a producer. I think people was just trying to get some some publicity on. Yeah, I just diss Kanye type stuff. You know. He looked hurt by that, man. I don't know if that was like made for camera or if they did that for the for the cameras or not, but he legit looked like he was hurt. Yeah, he was definitely hurt. Man, so, man, my next question was going to be, did, did you know, like, was he getting hate in the city? But if you weren't there, you probably wouldn't know. No, that. Chicago is very supportive artists. So, like, even, if, I swear, even if, like, that gang stuff wasn't popping right now, if Chief Keith came back and performed, he would still sell out. He can't go back. I watched the documentary on YouTube why he can't go back. Yeah, he like did. that whole OTF, they like don't get along with him anymore. Like Lil Durk and them, they don't get along. Yeah. Nevertheless, he's still very popular. He broke drill music. Oh, no, no, no. He's popular, but he's in California. Yeah. He's never coming back to Chicago. Yeah. Which is smart Chicago. because a lot of these guys in Chicago, like artist wise, are getting shot. Like it's smart to leave and never come back. Yeah, the streets are more important to them. <laughs> Whatever happened but, to the one guy from Chicago? There was a couple like rappers back in the day when this drill thing was first starting. That was kind of popular. FBG Duck just recently got killed. He no, I know killed. Duck. I was I follow him. I like some of his music. They finally they caught his killers too. But there was another guy, King something, not King Von. There was another King that was out oh, there. I don't remember. Oh man, but yeah, so. You're saying they were very supportive of their artists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chicago King Louie. Very... King Louie. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. King Louie. Yeah. I haven't heard of him shot... in forever. He got shot in the head. That's what made him fall Oh, up. okay. He was kind of popular in the beginning. I didn't. Yeah. I think I think a couple of years ago, he got he got Carlack and he got shot in the head. And um, he didn't die. Man, that's crazy. Crazy. Speaking of FBG Duck, real quick, have you ever heard his song "Chicago Legends"? It's actually pretty good. I have. That was a that was actually a, a monumental song because he actually gave shout outs to people on opposite games. Yeah, yeah. Fredo yeah. Santana, rest in peace, yeah. and some other guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a good that song. Was, that was huge. But I mean, back to Kanye. I yeah, mean, he the the people always will support him here for sure. Hmm. Okay, I mean, maybe I was just Doug Infinite hating, but it definitely made it look like he had a little bit of haters out there. And, the, you know, those hip-hop summits or whatever those were that they used to have back in the day. Yeah. Did they, that, that was a little interesting. They're all, like, at the lunch tables and stuff, hanging out all day. Like, man, the stuff you had to do to get on back then is, whew. They used to be, they used to happen in Florida. You remember how I can get down? I never went to this called? stuff. We should have like took Domain, though. It's a How Can I Be Down, I think was the name of it. I know there was like something called Jack the Rapper somewhere. Jack the Rapper was down there. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I also want to give Cootie his flowers because I don't think... Let me um give him more applause here. I don't think there's enough respect put on Cootie's name for capturing all of that content and dropping what he was doing and moving to New York just to follow Kanye around. Yeah, that was 
and nobody was recording like that back then. So for him to capture all of that was just simply amazing. And for him to have the, um, the insight or not insight, but the, the want to, to go out there and do it, man. You know, it's the biggest part that's made me at all is that if you can imagine 20 years of footage of one of the most famous people in music and to somehow sift through it all and find a story that's amazing. Yeah, it was. And I'm glad, I'm glad that it, it didn't end after like the success. I'm glad we got to see the whole story. And there was yeah. a, I had heard when it first came out, Kanye was mad and that he wanted like the editing rights on the final say. And Netflix said no. And I'm glad because I'm sure he would have cut out a lot of that like erratic behavior. But yeah. I think we needed to see that. I wanted to see the good and the bad, the ugly, all of that. So I'm glad they kept it the way it was. Chike too being involved, doing the through the wire video. Yeah. But Cootie, man, to me, he didn't get enough props in that. And I didn't like how Kanye was kind of like ignoring him at points when they when he was filming him coming back around. It seemed like Kanye, after his mother passed, it seemed like he had a lot of extra people in the circle when I was watching the them yeah. on tours and stuff and he, they even didn't like remember they didn't like cootie go on one of the tours like it seemed yeah. like he just got too many people in his circle too many yes men that were allowing him to do things and i was happy to see when the when the crew came back together at the end yeah uh what else do i have for this we have that the impact the erratic behavior we talked about so i'll actually i'll leave that question for the end did you learn anything new from watching this doc? <clears throat> Did I learn anything new? Like about um, Kanye, his story, anything? Because I'll tell you what I learned. Yeah, let's see what you learned first. Since the biggest thing I learned, honestly, was that I never knew that that was D-Ray Davis's voice on those skits on the <laughs> College Dropout album. I always, for, for my whole life, I thought that was Cedric the Entertainer. No, I promise you. I thought that was Cedric. We said, "Come here, come here, come here." Like I thought that was Cedric. He, he, even his voice was supposed to be like Bernie Mac. Oh, Bernie Mac! Yeah, yeah he was trying to impersonate Bernie Mac. Why did I think it was Cedric? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw him recording, I said, "Oh, that was D. Ray." Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know they I were knew. friends. I didn't even know D. Ray had been around Kanye since back then. Yes. Yes. You know what? I think, I think that, like I said, the part that was the most impressive to me was absolutely his, his razor sharp focus. Like this cat was like, I am going to make it. And every day he woke up and attacked that goal. You know what I mean? Like when they talked about in the very beginning, he didn't have any studio budget. He was like throwing the mic up in hotel rooms. He was at Jamie Foxx's house to record that song. He uh, would take the end of sessions from Pharrell. Like, Pharrell's session in 15 minutes early. Let's get in there and record. Like, that kind of drive is crazy. I'm glad you said that because I did want to mention that. Like, watching that, the doc, it just gave me a whole new respect for his drive. And it was like, by this, probably by the second episode, 
I told myself, I said, there was no way this guy was not going to make it. No, yeah, it was no just way. that yeah. drive with that talent. You could put him anywhere in the United States. You could put him in Montana. You could put him in Idaho. He was going to make it because that drive is unmatched. Yes, and I, this is what the, this is the part that was that was even more so to me because I, I come across a lot of cats that's like, yo, I want to be a rapper, blah blah blah, and they're not really doing much to attack that goal. Kanye West, at the time that he was borrowing studio time for people and putting the mic up in a hotel, was a top five producer in rap. You know, he had Grammys already from Jay Z. He was well known, yep. and he still was fighting. And cats right now who are unknown don't even put in half as much effort. But that's, he's just special, man. Like, I was telling everybody, it was like watching Michael Jordan. That's the type of drive he had. That was Michael Jordan level drive. Yeah. Where there's just no way this person is going to fail in life. They're going to make it because of the drive plus the talent. It's undeniable. Correct. There's certain people that I look at and I'm like, well, what if they grew up here? They probably wouldn't have had that same opportunity. Like, they might not have been what they were. But with Kanye, with Jordan, you can drop them off anywhere in the United States. They were going to make it to where they were going to make it based off of the yeah. drive and the talent. And for him to be able to make beats at a, such a young age. And even the rapping, when they had the home videos of him <clears throat> rapping at his family parties, I used to think, oh, Kanye's not, like, writing his raps. Kanye doesn't know really how to rap that good. But he no. really took his rap serious since a young age. Yeah, I had to he put rap. some respect on his raps. Yeah, even though Rhymefest, they say he wrote "Jesus Walks," but I was surprised Rhymefest was still there at the end too. He was like one That's... of the few friends who stayed towards the end. Yeah, childhood friend. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't sure like how they met. So yeah, uh, look, he's from Chatham, so Rhymefest was from Chatham, and Kanye was what from Seventy Ninth? No. No, who's from 79? 79, I don't know. You know, he's, I don't know these he, he, He's from that. He's from that area, right? Uh, maybe I'm thinking Chance the Rapper. I thought Kanye 79. was from the west side and then moved to the south side at some point. What was he always no, on the south side? He was always on the south side um, because his mom taught at Chicago State, which is on 95th Street. Okay. What do you think? How do you think his mom would have reacted to, like... The way he is now with his beliefs, his political views and all that. Do you think she would have supported it or you think she would have said something? Because this is the same guy who said, you know, how they stopped the Black Panthers. Ronald Reagan cooked up an answer. Like You could see her influence in his music early on. And then after yeah. she passed, he wasn't really on that type of time. So I wonder if he would have kept rapping like that or if he still would have evolved into this free thinking Kanye where it's like I'm going to be myself I don't want to be what society thinks I should be you know I don't know that's a good question because you know his mother civil rights part of the civil rights movement and all that he comes from that lineage you know that's one of the I think one of my biggest wonders of music in general especially rap music because it evolves so quickly you know rap music takes longer to evolve but rap music changes very fast yeah and the culture around rap music changes so fast. I, I can't say as he grew in status that he would have stayed the same. I can't, I don't know. And it's, it's wild, man, to look at all the hip hop history we got to watch in that doc. Like most deaf and Talib Kweli being around so early in the process 
That was before they were big. That was at the start of Black Star. Yeah, and the fact that they were like championing him, letting him open up and come on and rock with them, like just being believers in him from a from the beginning, man. That was amazing. Oh, you know what? I got an answer to your question. The one thing I did not know. Okay. Um, in the beginning, when he first dropped College Dropout, when he was touring. Um, Dave Chappelle was the person that was wearing the teddy bear costume. Oh, yeah, I saw him do that. I saw him come out and do that. I He apparently went on multiple shows with, with him like that. Wow. I had no idea. I mean, Chappelle being the hip-hop head that he is, I'm not surprised that he was involved early on. Come Remember on, they at, him at, in at common time, doing the food, though, on the Chappelle show? Yeah, but... That at that time, Dave Chappelle was at the height of Dave Chappelle. But if you he know Dave me, Chappelle, like he loves underground hip hop, like he loves that. Stuff. He loves yeah. Talib most. Like they all would rock out on the Chappelle show. So you telling me you would expect Dave Chappelle to put on a teddy bear costume and go on tour with Kanye West? I mean, I don't think he was just on the tour just to do that. I'm sure he was doing comedy things at uh, his own comedy spots. You know, he was doing the Chappelle show at that time. I don't know. I don't think he just traveled with him all the time and just the- That's what that's what they say. That's what the uh legend I think um who's right? Cypher Sounds was saying, yeah, Dave did most of the shows. Oh, Cypher, shout out to Cypher Sounds. Yeah. Juan Epstein, I still listen to them. Yeah. How about the he- shot of uh Beyonce backstage where they act like she's just like a random person at one of them concerts? <laughs> that's funny, right? They barely even like kept the camera on her. They're like, oh, bye. And then the chaining day in Chicago, iconic moment. Yeah. Just so much history, man. So much hip-hop history that we saw in there. I wish they would have told the Beans, the legendary Beans, Beanie Siegel and Kanye story. I don't know if you ever heard that story. No. So supposedly, actually Kanye's confirmed this, so I'm going to say this is real. Kanye was at a diner in like New York City one night, and I guess some goons walk in, and they just oh, like, yeah, I've heard that story. they sit at the table, and they're like, you know what time it is. Like basically, like, hey, when you leave here, we're robbing you. <laughs> So somebody at the table that's within Kanye's crew puts in the two-way to Beans and is like, hey, we need help. <laughs> Beans shows up to the diner, walks yeah. in, flashes the heat, like, hey, I got it on me, sits at the same table like, oh, what are we doing? Yeah. And then those okay. guys end up leaving Kanye alone and walking out. But that's why Kanye was like, I owe Beanie Siegel like, well, no, no. He said he owes Beanie Siegel money for coming up with the name Yeezy, I believe. But he also <laughs> said he owed him for that, that situation for saving his life. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, we didn't get everything, all the history in there, but we did get a lot of cool moments. I will say one other sad moment that I just remembered. When he was in Los Angeles and he's on the phone with his dad and he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. I need you. I need you out here. Like, you're the only one I have left. Yeah. That was sad because to me, I don't know his full story. I don't know the history, but it didn't seem like his dad was involved in his life much as a kid and a young adult. So for him to be asking for his father, like at that moment, man, it was like, man, he must be really going through some things. If he just needs that guidance. Yeah. I think during, uh, I don't know if it was high school or maybe middle school, Kanye's dad moved down South and Kanye used to only go stay with him for the summers. Okay, and then he would, and he would come back, you know, during school year. Because there was not much mention of his father in this documentary <laughs> until no. the end, when he started bringing him around and stuff, and he's taking yeah. those trips to Wyoming, which Justin Bieber just randomly being there. I don't know. 
that Wyoming one was a little bit like I was like, what's going on here? Damon Dame Dash was in there. Um, some actor was in there. Like he they loves that that Wyoming house. Yeah, they say he he's bought forty five thousand acres of land. I mean, did you see where he lived? It didn't look like there was anything around there. So yeah, I believe he yeah. has probably all that land. He so if you um in a few interviews he said that he is building a city. That is his goal in Wyoming. He's building a whole town. And uh, I think he was talking about the architecture is going to be special to the fact that none of the houses are going to have right angles. So, and I think they're going to be self-sustained as well. So all green energy and stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting. Did you hear that he made Antonio Brown the president of Donda Sports? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, you know, he's rolling with Antonio Brown now. That was one of the things they talked about on the uh, Pivot podcast. And there's been pictures of them at a party, like there's like an iconic picture of like Kanye, Antonio Brown, Madonna, Floyd Mayweather. It was like the most random group of people hanging out. But that's why I say, you know what, you you he he is absolutely erratic at times, but I don't think it's crazy. Like I think you have to be a certain level of out there to be as successful as he is. You know what I mean? I think at this point he has so many people like around him and he has so much money that the business is going to be okay. No matter what, because it's not just him by himself controlling everything. I think he has a, probably a good team of financial people around him, but I will say like, I think he's erratic, but watching that whole documentary at the end, what I came away with was like, I was compassionate. I didn't feel the way I felt before because before the doc, I'm like, this guy's off the rails. Like the way he's acting with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson and all this. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't feeling the way he was acting. The slavery was a choice. Like all the stuff he was doing, I just didn't like how he was acting. I was ready to cancel him. But after watching the doc, I felt like I knew all the struggles he was going through more. And I just had more compassion. I don't feel those same like feelings anymore. But you know what? That's so that's interesting that you say that. But when you think about these things, the Pete Davidson and uh, Tim Kardashian rants that he went on was the weekend before the Netflix series opened on Netflix. Is it crazy or was he putting his name higher in the notice? It was crazy for, pe- for people to say, I want to check this out. No, it's crazy because he's still so, doing it. He's still doing he, it every week. Yeah, but right now Donda's Donda Two is releasing. You think he wants attention that bad that he's gonna just do all this like random erratic stuff? If it makes you more popular, what's what's better than that, that is just as good as is is good publicity. That is some super narcissistic, egotistical behavior if he's doing all that. When he was on the um rants about um when he was doing the rants about uh, uh um which, which one? On, t- like, which on, one? Just... On, on TMZ, okay. right? That that was when he was slavery was those. a choice. Was it yeah. when Van Lathan and him got into it. I was. I think that was the week of the Nas album release that he did. Um, when he started doing all, he was he kept that going for more. But if you remember the Nas album, the Kid Cudi album, and his album were all like one week difference from each other. That was all around that time. And, you know, when he only has seven songs on a record, you got to be crazy to start getting publicity, right? I don't know. All I'm going to say is I saw enough in this doc for me to believe that there is some type of mental health thing going on. So I don't know what is causing this behavior when he's doing this stuff. I don't know if he's really doing it to promote. 
But I do think there is mental health behind it. And there could be mental health behind it. He's still doing it to promote his albums and stuff, but I don't yeah, think it's, if it's making him successful, is it crazy though? I'm gonna that's, I don't think he's that's the, he's walking a fine line, I think. So I guess the final question I had about this whole thing was is Kanye a genius or is this mental health? Because the way you seem like you're going towards genius. Yeah, I mean, that's a... I think what he's doing is intentional. Do you want to call it genius? I mean... The, he called it genius. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, he's successful in everything that he does. So you could call it genius. I mean, if you think about Yeezy, the brand... His outselling Jordan. Can you, is that crazy? Honestly, and this is probably an unpopular opinion. I don't think Jordans have been hot in quite some time. I think Jordan is still popular because he re-releases a lot of shoes that look that were popular and look good in the 90s. But his newer stuff, to me, has not been good. So, I mean, but Yeezy shoes look crazy. Look like them foam them, them Adidas ones, everybody said are like the most comfortable shoes ever. Right, but I mean, so is, is it crazy? Like this cat does things that they're not crazy. Well, right? I'm talking about Kanye <laughs> now, though. Like when he was doing all the Yeezy stuff, that was a he few years it. ago. But I feel like in the last year or two, it's He's gone still, downhill a little. Listen, so as of right now, Yeezy is done with Adidas and is partnered with Jordan. That's about to take off. Wait, what? Partnered with Jordan? Yes, Yeezy and Jordan are now partnered. How? I thought he's Adidas. No, not anymore. That's over. When did he leave Adidas? Are you sure, D'Angelo? You you better get your Googles going. I'm going to fact check that after the show. Get your Googles Actually, no, I'm going to Google this right now. I don't want to end this show without this information. This has happened within the last six months. He's partnered up with Jordan. And then, of course, he was behind the whole Virgil thing and off white uh, and off-white. rest in peace, Virgil. Right. He uh, got the doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm fact checking this, man. The man's music, when he comes out, every time he releases a record, the only person he's compared to is Drake. Right. He just skips over all the young. No, Kendrick's still there. J. Cole's still there. J. Cole, when last time J. Cole released a record? Um, Like April or May last year. Off season. Last year. Great Kanye's album. Put, Kanye put out two albums since then. Have you watched, like, honestly, who's heard the Donda 2? Who bought the stem player? Because I have not heard it. I don't even know how you get to it. I'm not paying $200 <laughs> for a stem player. What do you think about that stem player? Man, he live-streamed it on Amazon and YouTube at the same time. That's three, that's three platforms. And on top of that, he did the show in a sold-out arena. Now he's selling hot dogs and popcorn. They said that popcorn was like $50. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, this is high level. That's high level. Yo. All right. So the article I found so far is saying Kanye wants to meet with Michael Jordan. I haven't seen that they actually met. He was asking Marcus Jordan to make it happen. It happened in the last six months. I saw the article. Yeah. I'm reading an article from January 21st, 2022. He wants to work with him. You got to keep reading. It's there somewhere. I'm just, but nevertheless, nevertheless, yeah. the time with Adidas is done. Right. And of course, now he got this um, with the Donna Two release. If he thinks, it, wait, wait, if he thinks Adidas wasn't paying him right, he think Jordan about to break some money off. We know Michael Jordan's notoriously cheap. I just think he's just doing crazy deals. But oh, during the Donna Two release, he was showcasing his new collaboration with Balenciaga and the Gap. 
<laughs> why does he want to be with these brands so bad when he has such creative genius? I'll give him that when it comes to creativity for clothes and stuff. He can he, make his own clothes. He doesn't need these brands. He likes to control culture. No, but he doesn't need Balenciaga. Like, he can make a Kanye West brand that is hotter than anything he can make with the Gap. Man, they say the Balenciaga brand stuff with Gap look like Batman's clothes. I've seen those big old snow boots he's been walking around in lately. Like, And that's not even Balenciaga. That's some company that apparently the boots he walks around. I don't know if you've seen those big black boots he's always in. Yeah, yeah. Apparently those boots aren't even for sale anywhere. They like specifically just make them for him, that company. This dude is he the things he do is just crazy. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Um oh shout out to Jay Ivy too. Like I liked his verse on uh Let Me Down. Which I told you I I don't know if you've heard me mention that song many times, but I I still think Kanye went downhill when he didn't marry Mr. Rainey's daughter. You think so, huh? He promised that. Didn't mm. I promise Mr. Rainey I'm gonna marry your daughter? And I think that was the daughter that was in the They showed her a little bit in the thing I think that was her Alexis I think that's her I believe so Yeah she was in there a little bit in the documentary uh, Is there any closing thoughts you'd like to To say about it Is there anything we missed I think if you go back man And just look at the history of everything He's been doing especially within the last Five years you will see that all of his sporadic behavior is always centered around some sort of release and has always boosted the sales of his release. So, I mean, when you... That might be true, but that still could be related to mental health. That's all I'm saying. It could be, but is the idea of being genius something that comes from a stable mind place or a stable mental place? Or do you have have to be somewhat off-kilted? I think it's a, a balance, a balance. I mean, homeboy Sandman, one of my favorite rappers, had a line where he said, sometimes I'm, wait, am I losing my mind or am I finding it? So, I right. mean, yeah. What you I mean, think is genius, other people might look at as crazy. But to yeah, me, I yeah. just can't get over the Dominican Republic stuff. That's when I was like, all right, something's wrong. That was, yeah. I couldn't make any excuse for that behavior out there. So what about, so something you never talked about the Sunday service and how big that got. Was that crazy? It's not, but I mean, I don't want to, I just hope he's not exploiting God. I hope he's not exploiting like gospel music, Christianity, all that. I hope he's really serious. I mean, I know he made the Donda album um, clean. You couldn't buy it explicit, but I mean, he still curses. He's still making music where he's cursing and talking wild. So I just hope he really. I mean, he's been pretty consistent with the gospel stuff throughout his career, hasn't he? Yeah, but the 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 stuff he still talks about on these albums, like the content is not gospel. To me. All you did was make an album where you bleeped out all the curse words. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't come off as gospel to me. I mean, there's songs that are gospel ish, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just hope the Sunday service thing is real. Like I know I've heard stories about the choir not getting paid and being exploited, mm-hmm. and like you said, he's he's genius in some ways. So maybe he knows. Hey, this will get more attention on me. Having a, a Sunday service. Yeah, I mean, who who else would you consider genius if you could really put that word to use? Um, Jay Z. He's genius. Yes. Or is he just hardworking? Genius. Why? Uh, just the moves he's made. The moves yeah, he's I, made in business. Being, I think he's, 
he's definitely smart, and I think he's definitely a hard-working hustler, hustler, but is he do anything that is out of the ordinary yeah. from a hustler. All right, Floyd Mayweather is a genius to me. When people call him crazy. Wasn't he at the game the other day with about $6 million of necklaces? Yeah, on? yeah, but for somebody, <laughs> when you're making only $4 million a fight and to say, I'm going to buy myself out of my contract for 750000 and bet on myself and it end up making hundreds of millions, that's genius to me. Like, just to have the balls to do that and to believe in yourself that much when other people were, everybody's like, you're crazy for doing that. I don't think so. I mean, because he just believed in his work ethic. But so when people say you're crazy for doing it. Yeah, but I mean, you do that's it. what I'm saying. I feel like what makes Kanye genius is that he is creating a path that does not exist. And he's making it cool. You know what I mean? The clothes that he wears or his shoes were weirdo shoes, but they somehow sell more than Jordan. You know what I mean? His everything about yeah. what he does is off. When he first started making beats, they were like, "Man, what's with these soul samples?" This it yeah. was different. It was completely different. And then it became the hottest thing in rap music, right? He started rapping and not talking about the hood or not talking about selling dope, and they turning their back on him. But all of a sudden, he is the hottest rapper out. Like the things, the paths that he walks are walked by nobody else. And somehow he's always successful. He is a creative genius. He is a creative genius. He's probably the most polarizing hip hop artist we've ever seen. Without um, a doubt. Will we, will we say he's the most influential? Do we want to go that far? The most influential? Like you said, I mean, he changed the culture as far as making the nerdy backpack rap cool he changed it fashion with he the polos fashionable people wearing awkward clothes but he made it know, cool to be yourself in hip-hop he's kind of like an Allen iverson of hip-hop I, I where he came in and he was himself and he was embraced yeah. for being I himself i think he's definitely one of them i can't say he's the one because i think jay jay-z is just as is influential. Lil Wayne is just as Jay Z got us to stop wearing basketball jerseys. I don't know what else. I don't I don't know what else I'm giving him credit for. No. He got I, us to switch the button ups. Yeah. But switch the button ups. Cats got lawyers after him. He couldn't kill auto tune though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He couldn't he kill auto tune. He tried. He tried. Kanye brought in a whole new like I mean, even though people say it was kind of love below ish, but 808s and Heartbreak brought in a brand new sound. How many people thought rappers were? How many rappers thought it was cool to be married before Jay Z and Beyonce? A lot of rappers. The funny thing is, a lot of rappers were married before Jay Z and Beyonce. They just never talked about it. Never talked. about All it. the hardest he rappers had cool. wives back in the day. He made it cool though, didn't he? Well, when you have Beyonce, I mean, you better show her off. <laughs> you got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. You got to show off Beyonce. I guess. But yeah, I mean, Jay Z's up there, but Kanye to me, he's probably. I'll put him up there with like Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Jay-Z. Like he's a once in a lifetime artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think we will see another Kanye West in our lifetime. Oh, I, I hope, I hope we will. He kind of reminded me of Tupac a little bit too. The way he just speaks his mind and believes so passionately everything yeah. he's saying. Yeah. But I mean, to me, Tupac was a little bit more <clears throat> like, 
I believed everything Pac was saying. He was a little bit more able to, I guess, bring everybody in with his views, his thoughts. He was just very passionate, but I don't know. I, I, to me, Tupac is probably the top when it comes to expressing himself and making you yeah. feel him. But Kanye's there. Kanye has his moments where I'm like, wow, he's really saying something. Like when he was at the school and his mom asked him to go on stage and speak to the kids during a, a fashion show or whatever it was. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, he probably going to say something dumb. But then after a while, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he was really spitting. He was saying some really good stuff. Yeah, I'm the best out. Yeah, exactly. I'm the best. And let's give his mom her props for instilling that confidence in him and making him feel like it's okay to be that confident. That was big. Like just the way she kept encouraging him, like, Hey, it's okay to be confident. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not the best. You need to feel like the best. And (laughs) I love the line. Like what does a giant see when he looks in the mirror? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And that's because he's a giant. Like he doesn't see himself as that. He just sees himself as normal, but the rest of the world sees him as a giant. Yeah. Like his mom, man, the influence is just, I'm just thankful, man, that she was even able to give him all the knowledge he had. But to think what he could have became if she was still alive is, that's probably the the real tragedy and everything. Yeah. And just very hard to watch, but I don't have anything else to say. We touched on a lot of different topics in the documentary. I wish it was longer, but. It was still good, man. To me, I put it up there with Tupac Resurrection as far as documentaries go for hip-hop. It's one of my favorites. Sure. And I t- I've been telling everybody, I said, this is must-watch. No matter how you feel about Kanye West, yeah, this will show you a different side. It'll show you some compassion. You'll have compassion for him afterwards. Yeah. Because I've told people to watch it. Like, I hate Kanye. I don't like how he's been acting. But it's, trust me. Because I was like that before I watched. I'm like, I, it's, I've had too much Kanye. It's an overload right now. But after that first episode, I said, this is incredible. This is one of the yeah. most incredible things I've ever seen. Second episode, I thought the same thing. Third is when I thought it got sad. But overall, it's just fascinating project. Well put together. And yeah, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, having a conversation with me about it. That's what's up. Yeah. It was nobody better to do this with than somebody from the shy. So, D'Angelo, thank you. <laughs> and we will do this again at some point. I know you saw me put that throwback episode up the other day when we had you on the phone. There was some funny stuff on there. We were talking about the bike and why we ride bikes in the street down here. Right. Great times, though. But, hey, man, appreciate your time. And I'll let you get back to what you're doing. I got to go pick up some wings from Publix. So (laughs) we will chat later. That's what's up. All right, man. Peace. And once again, D'Angelo Fletcher, great conversation about Kanye West. Genius is the name of the documentary on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, please make sure you go out and watch it because it is an amazing piece of work. And we're going to end this with another Kanye song. I think I want to end with probably Jesus Walks because I feel like he needs Jesus right now in his life. So we'll end it with Jesus Walks. I might possibly be out of town in Atlanta this weekend, so... You might not get another podcast from me until about Wednesday of next week. So be patient. Thank you all for tuning in to this special Kanye West Genius documentary review. Let's keep it real with Jerry Lawrence. I'll be back next week. Racism. But most of all, we are 
God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. West is young and restless, or restless. Nigga. Might snatch your necklace the next day. Might jack your Lexus. Somebody tell you who Kanye West is. I walk through the valley of the shower, death is. Top floor, if you alone, and leave you breathless. <gasps> Try to catch it. It's kinda hard getting choked by the Texas. Yeah, yeah, that check the method. They be asking us questions, harassing, arresting. Saying we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, huh? Y'all eat pieces of shit? What's the basis? We ain't going to Whoever got suits and cases A trunk full of coke rental car from Avis My mama used to say only Jesus could save us Well mama, I know I act a fool But I'll be gone to November I got packs to move I hope God show me the way Because the devil's trying to break me down The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now And I don't think there's nothing I could do now To right my wrongs I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think there's nothing I can do now to right my wrongs. I want to talk to God, but I'm afraid because we ain't spoken so long. To the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the scrippers. Jesus was to the victims of welfare, feel we living in hell here. Hell yeah. Jesus was for them. Now hear he, hear he, wanna see thee more clearly. I know he hear me when my feet get weary. Cause we're the almost nearly extinct. We rappers as role models, we rap, we don't think. I ain't here to argue about his facial features. We're here to convert atheists into believers. I'm just trying to say the way school need teachers. The way Kathleen needed Regis, that's the way I need Jesus. So here go my single doll, radio needs this. They said you can rap about anything except for Jesus. That means guns, sex, lies, videotape. But if I talk about God, my record won't get played, huh? Well, if this take away from my spins, which it probably take away from my ends, then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now.